Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Living Healthy Podcast. I'm one half of your host, Andrew Gabell, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Candice Curry. Today's episode focuses on a popular way of eating that isn't necessarily new, but more and more news stories seem to be popping up about it. We're talking about the plant-based diet. Is this just another trendy diet, or is it something that can provide real results? We wanted to learn more about what it is, whether or not it's worth trying out, and why someone would want to follow this type of diet plan. So we reached out to none other than LA Fitness registered dietitian, Debbie James, to pick her brain on the topic, and we have her on the show with us today. Welcome back, Debbie. Thank you. Glad to be back. Now, before we get started, we just want to remind everyone to subscribe if you're not already a subscriber, because let's face it, everyone wants to feel loved and needed, and since we can't get a hug over the internet yet, subscribing and listening to our new episodes is the best way you can show you care. Plus, we want you to get our next episode with as little effort as possible, and subscribing is the way to do that. So, with that being said, let's get back to the show. Okay, Debbie, so what is the plant-based diet? Well, I wouldn't call it a the and an it. It's more of an eating style or a pattern of eating. So it's not a singular type diet. If you imagine when people talk about the Mediterranean diet, although they say the, uh, it's really talking about the breadth of that style of eating, you know, from that particular region. So Hmm. I would call either a plant-based diet, a plant-centered or plant-forward Uh, eating style, it it really refers to a greater proportion of your intake from vegetables, whole grains, fruit, legumes, nuts and seeds, even herbs and spices, and less from animal sources. It's it's not a strict or rigid plan, if you will. Is it it different from vegetarian or vegan? It is, because it's not uh, eliminating an entire food group. It's just trying to focus more, letting vegetables lead. I like that phrase. (laughs) I like that too. Um, And so you can include the animal protein that you prefer. Okay, so you can. You can eat meat. Sure. A a little red meat is okay in small amounts and just think of less frequently uh, or use the animal protein for flavor to get that uh, umami taste. Um, Is there a type of meat uh, specifically that you should lean towards maybe? Or does it really not matter as long as you're just the majority is plant based? The healthier animal uh, based proteins are going to include poultry, fish and eggs. So it's not really restrictive, uh, but even like grass fed beef. Uh, has a better fatty acid composition than traditional grain-fed beef. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, though, if you're still allowed to eat meat on this diet, what is the proportion or ratio to, like, how often you should be eating? I mean, if you're mainly following a plant-based diet, should you be eating it? I love that you ask that. (laughs) That's a great segue. (laughs) So if you were to look at a a plate, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think a long time ago the the Cancer Society or um, had developed the New American Plate, And the idea was that the protein, usually from animal source at that time, uh, would be no more than a quarter of your plate Mm. so that the the starchy component would be a quarter and the vegetables would take up a half. So if you think of that expanded to the term of everything that you eat for the whole day and limiting the animal products, including dairy, to that quarter Mm -hmm. kind of of your intake. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And with red meat specifically, I mean, you, you could say, okay, well, can I... Can I cut that back to twice a week and, and sub in some leaner, healthier proteins or some uh, some vegetable-based ones? Uh, but even there are some, like in the Mediterranean diet, there's a lot of benefit to working up to fish twice a week. I mean, not that many people actually consume fish that often. So 
you know, from various sources. So there are some goals right. to meet mm -hmm. in getting enough of something instead of always worrying about restricting it or eliminating it. Yeah. What are, what are some of the benefits of making this type of switch? Yeah, for oh. the skeptics out there. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to do it? What are the benefits? Primarily, it would be in disease prevention. When you look at hmm. um, heart disease, uh, diabe diabetes, mellitus type 2, uh, cancer, all those chronic, more um, long-term age-related hmm. you know, conditions, uh, obviously not something you're born with, right. then the plant-based diets show a greater uh, effect or correlation with um, avoiding those. Okay, mm -hmm. so kind of the long-term effects of your eating habits over a long period of time eventually kind of catch up with you, I guess. And so if you're switching more to a plant-based diet, you have a longer runway, so to speak. Yeah, you, you get more micronutrients. I mean, everybody knows like calories and they think of food as calories. Right. Uh, and beyond the macronutrients, okay, carbs, fat, protein, because you can kind of approximate those if you get enough, you know, beans and, and so forth. And that's a question often with the vegetarian or vegan diet is getting enough protein. But really, if you just eat more plants of a wide variety, you're getting more micronutrients and those support your cellular systems like head to toe. Hmm. Do all these veggies need to be organic in order to reap the be the benefits, or can you eat normal veggies? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't buy everything organic. Um, no, uh, I think volume matters more. Uh, hmm. Of course, you know, getting some things in uh, organic form is going to reduce your exposure um, to pesticides and herbicides and so forth. Uh, but think of the volume of getting five to nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day. I mean, okay. wow. working that in. Um, another goal would be to get a half a cup of beans three times a week or hmm. an ounce and a half of nuts every day. Hmm. So again, like trying to get more volume in and then you can worry about, okay, well, can I afford and does this work into my budget right. to, to make this organic or that not? When it comes to like potatoes, because I, I love potatoes, do, are mashed potatoes kind of okay, or is that because it's kind of like process where it's like uh, kind of prepackaged mashed potatoes, I guess? Or is that is it definitely going to be better to always go with like a whole potato? Well, it's always going to be better right. to go with a whole potato. But I'll tell you, anytime I talk about reality right. <laughs> and lifestyle, <laughs> you know, to, to work in a few cheats, like to tell someone, okay, here's a bag of dry beans. Now go soak it overnight and boil it for two hours. No. Right. right. Not, I mean, right. let's yeah. start with go ahead and, and crack open a can of beans, rinse it and use that how you can. So right. um, if mashed potatoes is something you usually get in a powdered form on a box that you add hot water to, then moving up to a frozen bag of chunks that you mm -hmm. steam and right. then mash is an improvement. Right. But, that, but potatoes fall within the plant-based diet. Right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. But don't think that that it, quality matters. So don't right. think that that extends to, hey, you know, French fries. She said plant based. Yeah. Right, right, true. Good <laughs> Has point. to be healthy forms yeah. of potatoes. <laughs> right. So um, I was wondering, is this type of diet for everyone? Say if like someone were following a high um, carnivorous diet and they suddenly want to make the switch, could they experience any negative side effects from like doing a, so? Like a T-Rex. Could a T-Rex <laughs> get on the plant-based diet? I, I would say with few exceptions, most people would benefit. And distinctly at first, if someone is not used to consuming plant foods, uh, then there's going to be some GI adjustment if it was a hardcore, you know, drastic GI, switch. GI, yeah. GI standing for... Uh, gastrointestinal. Ah, sorry, okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm just. Making but overall, sure. in the long term, a plant-based diet is actually 
better for your gut. It's giving it the roughage and the substance it needs to work and be healthy and, and your gut bacteria survive. Do you need to eat more often on a plant-based diet? Because it seems like maybe it's smaller portions, but so you need to eat more frequently to make up for the calorie deficit. Well, that's maybe? where the volume comes so in, So that's right? the volume, yeah. okay. Uh, so not necessarily, as long as your meals are balanced by the, by the protein and the healthy plant fats, uh, then, and with enough calories, then you shouldn't need to increase the number of times that you're eating in a day. But if you're just sticking to all carbohydrates, I would go hungry. Like I would need to eat in a couple mm-hmm. hours if I only had, you know, a banana and cereal and nonfat milk in the mm. morning. It's just not enough right. um, substance to kind of stick to your ribs. What would be a good like start of the day? Like what could people do with their breakfast? If they're following a plant-based diet, for example. Oh, I, I believe um, before we went on air, you mentioned avocado toast. So mm-hmm. that's that's yes. a great <laughs> option. I love avocado toast. <laughs> and it, it, so it is tasty. At my house, uh, we had oatmeal this morning, and I crushed some pecans on there, and we did some uh, diced apples and cinnamon. So that's a, that's another option too. Another good one that we like is to do uh, a breakfast burrito, and instead of you know a traditional like three egg omelet with ham and cheese, we'll cut you know just one egg, but with a lot of peppers and onions, and I divvy that in between two whole wheat tortillas, and then I have it with salsa and avocado. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I feel like I personally get a lot of my protein at night with dinner. Do you have any suggestions for healthy plant based dinners? I would say uh, if you're not used to uh, cooking or substituting, you can find some uh, vegetarian-based products that are already, you know, meat texture flavored and just kind of like use those in. Uh, Otherwise, you can omit the meat and just increase the number of vegetables and sides that you're doing, Uh, you know, using uh, tofu. uh, You could do a, a chili just without the ground beef. Or cutting back on extraneous animal foods that you don't really need that, like cheese often is a condiment. It's not, you know, if you're having a turkey yeah. sandwich, then maybe use avocado and, and leave off the cheese. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a big ask, Debbie. That's a big <laughs> ask there. Um, you know, see, that's where the, the word <laughs> flatbread is so sexy compared to, uh, you know, a big uh, slab of cheese pizza. Well, if you mm-hmm. have a flatbread, you can just sprinkle it with a little goat cheese yeah. and pile on the spinach and the sun-dried tomatoes. Mm-hmm. What's your, I got to get your take on what, like, uh, big in the news right now is like the Impossible Burger, things like that, plant-based kind of meat, you know, that technically bleed, so to speak. Um, I know that like Burger King, for example, they just introduced a a plant-based Whopper version. Um, What do you think, are those, do those fit in with this? Is that like a good transition kind of thing to eat? Oh, sure. Yeah. For people that aren't strictly, you know, raw-tarian where they're going to make everything uh, at home or they're not going to cook it, uh, to use something like Beyond Beef and sub that in as a, as a burger patty for yourself uh, is certainly reasonable and it fits within. And some of them are, some of the burger substitutes are made with soy, some are made with pea protein, some are, are mashed up fruits and vegetables mm. with onion and mushroom and carrots and you can even identify the little pieces in there. So it just depends upon how might, comfortable you are. Right. Might need to explore. I, have you ever tried one of those, Candice? I haven't. Um, I've, I've, I've tried it. I've been hesitant to, uh, actually. Really? Uh-huh. I did it one time. I think um, my wife brought brought it home, and I tried it. And li- the first bite, I was like, this is a burger. Like, the first bite really? was incredible. It tastes yeah, it was, like it? It tastes just like a burger. But I will say, subsequent bites all of a sudden did not. 
Oh, so interesting. It was really interesting to me. Like the first one, I was like, okay, yeah, no, maybe, maybe not. And then like the next one was like, all right, it's not. And then the more I went, it was like, uh, now I'm kind of telling the difference, and I'm not enjoying it as much. So I don't know. That's that was my personal one experience with that. But I, maybe I would it like depends to upon it. like if you're used to a quarter pound or a third pound burger, I think you would really sense it. I I'm yeah, more of a it. you know really tiny meat patty, right. and then I like my grilled onions, and I like mustard, and yeah. I like you know all those different. T- I got mushrooms rooms on there mm-hmm. right I, I love yeah. piling up and then the burger's really not the central part which is kind of what mm-hmm. the plant-based eating is like hmm. is yeah. where the meat is not the center of the meal yeah and maybe for those that haven't tried those you know like meatless options i think the reason i was afraid to try like the impossible burgers or whatever is because i ha- i started with having a tofu sandwich and the texture uh, of the tofu mm-hmm. i couldn't get past right. so i'm thinking in my head that That's these burgers gonna are going to taste like right. tofu but i need to know it's something completely different <laughs> that could be a yeah. real turnoff yeah. yeah well that i was going to bring it's it feels like this diet is like heavy on the psychology almost like you have to mentally prepare to do this diet in a way because it's it is just like what you're talking about with the texture i was the same way you're like how does this even that's why they call it the impossible how does this even make sense it (laughs) looks like you're trying to replace meat so let's let's think instead in terms of just increasing vegetables like do a challenge Mm. for yourself and see if you can get 20 different vegetables in in a week wow so that doesn't mean okay pile up you know a side of peas and then pile up a side of corn next to it but incorporating them in you can put uh vegetables diced or pureed into sauces you can use Mm. uh, vegetables as a condiment you can have edible garnishes uh you could just increase uh, the variety of what you add in a salad so it's just not all lettuce Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of ways to get more vegetables in it's not that's a so good point. anti-meat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that and like we we said in the beginning, like you can still eat meat on this diet. It just should be the, like a small maj- minority essentially. So increase the fruits and vegetables obviously. And then, yeah. Right. I mean, don't okay. try to gag down right. an artificial whatever right, if right. it's not the right texture or anything else. Right. It's right. going to turn you off when really eating more fr- fruits and vegetables would help you a lot more. Exactly. Hmm. Well, the 20, 20 vegetable challenge, I don't even know if I could name 20 I vegetables, honestly. I was just honestly. thinking that. <laughs> yeah, I was seriously just, just thinking that's, that. That's so. the first step of the challenge. Yeah. See how many you can name, and then all the ones you named, you have to eat those this week. How about that? You could do it, especially <laughs> especially if you have something like coleslaw, where you've got, okay, I've got carrot, and I've got broccoli, oh, and I've right, got cabbage, right. like, and mm, I've got two a, different kinds of cabbage. Like, oh, oh yeah. different types of cabbages count? Green and red. Oh, and that counts oh, as different? sure. A different, okay. Well, hey, I didn't, I didn't know the rules. Cauliflower is <laughs> different than broccoli, right? Well, that's definitely true, yeah. but yeah. I actually like both, which uh, I think is rare. I think I don't think a lot of people like cauliflower, but I do. Just that out there. Um, uh, real quick, Debbie, I want to know, so would someone following this diet have to supplement or mm-hmm. could you just get all of your natural nutrients from the foods you're eating? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I would really only turn to supplementation with, say, uh, a hardcore vegan that's probably really missing out on some of the uh, animal type minerals like iron, zinc, or magnesium, but really with a a large volume of vegetables and not just grainy starches, but I'm saying vegetables. When we say a plant-based diet, we don't just mean, hey, I'm I'm just gonna eat crackers all day Mm -hmm. and bagels. Uh, That doesn't kind of work. So if you're getting uh, kale and you're getting greens and you're getting uh, red sweet potatoes uh, and, you know, 
orange, fruits and vegetables, and all the different colors of the rainbow, you're going to get all those micronutrients and phytochemicals. But um, I would have to look at somebody's individual intake if they mm-hmm. weren't getting a variety and they weren't getting uh, a good volume. Okay. Yeah. Volume is the word of the day. Brought to you by the letter V. <laughs> I'm a young son, so I do those letter things. But yeah, volume. Lots More volume. Lots of vegetables. Low yeah, calorie right. volume. That doesn't mean like uh, yeah. go go put fistfuls of of nuts and trail mix and granola right. in, that's you know, the good stuff. because that's <laughs> dense. That's dense. Most fruits and vegetables are not dense, mm. uh, that you're, that you're going to eat in volume, like celery, like watermelon. You know what, with those things, I feel like it's going to take you longer to eat as well then. So Ding. you need to plan on like, it's going to take you longer to eat this meal. So if that's you, if you scarf thing. down lunch in five, yeah, but for in a time conscious world, like if you only have five minutes for lunch, like you need to book 15 minutes from, I mean, you should have more than five minutes for lunch. I mean, in today's. Andrew, you're just too busy. I'm just saying, I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm just saying, I, but, it, but it's true. You should, once again, enter, do the psychological enter in thing. the power blenders so that you can pre-make a smoothie and pile in mm. like six different vegetables in there with like a couple fruit to sweeten it up. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you what I did this morning. I made a smoothie this Make morning. Me proud. Okay. Okay. There was, de- there was the yogurt and the milk. Okay. But there was also, there was uh, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, banana, uh, there was, uh, what, is, what do we call it, spinach and flaxseed. Nice. That sounds so good. I really wanted it to be sweeter because I was like, I really want to just like this smoothie today for sure. <laughs> and I was like, I need an injection of fruits and vegetables in my life after the weekend. So, um, yeah, so not too bad. I did okay. Great. No, okay. That, that sounds right. good. As a, if that was your breakfast and that versus was. skipping it, then that's it, awesome. Right. In this case, I was like, I just, I want But you could definitely right drink that without chewing in five minutes. Uh, no, that's true. That's why uh-huh. I agree. I uh-huh. agree with the smoothie thing, but making the smoothie, especially me, I'm like, wait, how do I do this exactly? What exactly do I need to put in? Because I want to be like precise and I really shouldn't be. I should chill out on that. I think it will it will come with time when you <laughs> start making them more. And more. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. My wife's just, just throw it in. Just throw <laughs> just it throw in. Just throw it in. And, I'm like, yeah, and then gonna... if it doesn't taste right, add a little bit more, you, you know, pineapple or grape like, tend to be you know, high water bound Right. good sweet fruits. Mm-hmm. Uh, banana is nice for texture, but sometimes you don't want thick. You want it more kind of juicy. So it's more on the art side rather than the science and side. And if you want to use more veggies, I found that using pineapple helps give you that sweet tart taste oh, without really? using a to lot get, of fruit because the then oh. it's not as sugary. Oh, good to know. Personally. You know please. what? Because my wife doesn't like pineapple, we like never have it in the house. Oh. So that's why. But I'm going to bring it up and be like, please give me Frozen green grapes work. Frozen green grapes, I interesting. That. Because okay. then you're not, well, it depends upon if you're going for a high calorie smoothie or not, then you're not diluting it with ice. Mm. You can use that instead. Hmm. Or blue, blueberries you can freeze so right. you don't kill your blades. Right, yeah. yeah. Nice, okay, cool. Good well, info. good, a little smoothie <laughs> information for you out there. Um, all right, so I guess, uh, how can listeners kind of learn more about the plant-based diet? Is there a, a reputable source? Because it seems like it's it's probably not new, but it's definitely new in the mindset of people, you know, reading the news. So where's a good place to go to learn information? Absolutely. Uh, a couple good sources that I like uh, with, first we'll start with with print. One is the Plant Bower, Plant powered diet by Sharon Palmer. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist, but she also has a website and a blog and you can follow her at Sharon Palmer RD. Another good one is fruitandveggies.org. So hmm. altogether obviously Easy no spaces. Right. And then uh, Harvard Health, uh, Harvard University Health uh, has a lot of great information, but because they do so many types hmm. of, of disease and intervention and things, so you could search hashtag Harvard Health, hashtag nutrition. Uh, okay. So to kind of get their information on that. Um, 
And then there are, like you said, this is not new, uh, oldwayspt.org um, or at oldwayspt uh, shows you that the uh, a plant-based style of eating is intrinsic to so many cultures around the globe. And right. then they have some, some recipes that are kind of more exotic mm. and not so mainstream, which is fun. And then the very last uh, resource I'd share is um, one called uh, Fuel Your Potential 365. I just ran into recently, so it's hashtag FYP365. And they really have more Mediterranean-style recipes, but they do include some eggs, some poultry, Hmm. uh, and some seafood. So it's not, you know, strictly vegan. Right. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I want to check those out. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so so as we wrap up, always with actionable advice so that people can take away that one thing from this episode on plant-based diet, what, uh, what is your actionable advice for us today? With veggies, we're going to go with more volume. So volume. try to be Veggie volume, v hashtag veggie volume. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, try, try to increase the amount you eat. If a big you know, pile of vegetables on your plate is not attractive, you want to go for variety. Variety, I another like V. That. Wow, this I'm is trying. great. Wow, you're doing very well. <laughs> yes, uh, and, and also strive for that uh, goal of of 20 different, you know, ones for the week, and and just downplaying the role that that animal products have on your plate or in your bowl, or building it more around plant foods. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show with us, Debbie. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. Are you gonna try it? I actually might, but considering that now it's not so cut and dry, like you have to cut out meat, I think that's it's way more approachable that yeah, way. So, I yeah, I think it, this is totally doable. <laughs> I haven't been following this diet plan. I kind of, well, I thought it was like having a pretty balanced diet, but I'm going to try, you know, incorporate more of those 20 veggies into my weekly meal prep recipes because, okay. yeah, just switch things up. Uh, all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. If there's a topic you'd like discussed on a future episode, go ahead and send us an email to blog at lafitness.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at lafitness. Just make sure you use the hashtag living healthy podcast so we can see your comments. And for guaranteed access to future episodes, don't forget to subscribe. We can be found on any major podcast streaming platform. And until next time, keep living healthy and we'll see you in the gym.